and today we have Pharmacist Friday. My name is Becca Dukes, and as the hostess of this program, I am super excited to be able to bring to the world empowering information that allows you to be more informed. Wait, what did I do? Put on your smile. Oh, put on my smile. It's there. We're good. Maybe. But anyways. <laughs> it's frozen. Now we're back. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody. My name is Becca Dukes, and this is Daily with Doc. We are a program that allows you, as an individual, to be more empowered and more of an authority of your own health and wellness. And in doing that, we're providing knowledge on things that you can do on your own without having to have a piece of paper to tell you how to do it or what to do. Well, actually, we do have pieces of paper that explain it, make it super simple, but it's not something you have to spend thousands of dollars for or hope that insurance pays for. So, folks, today we are going to be doing more of that and with the pharmacist Benjamin Fuchs. So, he is a nutritional pharmacist, but he started out in the pharmacy just, you know, going through school, learning all and everything that pharmacists do, and he had this like aha moment. Well, there's nutrients. And when you add those that special nutrients in, then things start to get better. And they don't have to have the pharmaceuticals. And he was not Kmart pharmacy material, which I'm super excited because that's what uh, kind of opened up that door that maybe allowed him or allowed us to find him. So, folks, if you were invited by somebody specific, make sure that you get back with them. If there is nobody to thank, make sure that you go to dailywithdoc.com. That is the sponsor of this program. And on that website, you will find a way to sign up for our email list. You'll also find a way to contact us. So if you would love to be able to get in contact with a certified holistic health coach to find out what you specifically need and you are not already working with somebody nor have you purchased any products from anybody or any website then you may use that contact us to reach out and find out what you can take we also have on the website and in our newsletter that goes out a way that you can request a consultation so depending on how you want to be connected we are meeting you where you're at, including a phone number, 855-949-3377. Now, today, I'm, I, I love Fridays. I absolutely, I love every day, actually. But on Fridays, we are able to have with us Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. And Pharmacist Ben, welcome. Great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. So now I know as we talk through the week and we are going through the different questions that are coming in from show to show and also through emails in the week, today 
we're going to be talking about thyroid. So about the thyroid. The oh the thyroid the, and thyroid and thyroid health. All right. So okay. with thyroid health, what are some of the things that are associated? Some of the poor health conditions that are associated with the thyroid. The thyroid. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, and thank you for everybody being here. I think we have some new people. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe we should uh, leave some time, some extra time for questions, if that's okay, Rebecca. What do you think? Maybe oh. I'll talk, to you a bit and then we'll leave a lot of extra time here for questions, so we don't run out of time and we get all the questions there, especially for the new folks. Uh, yes, is there absolutely. Any, can so we can't. Can we canvas people? Is there a way to canvas people to see who's new? So like have them um, raise their hand. So as I'm yeah, as I'm going through, I mean there's there's a lot of participants um that we haven't seen in a while or so there there's a star and Mary. Uh Nancy's on. She's been a little bit since we've seen her. Um we've got people calling in using the phone number, Blanca, Chris. Uh, shout out to Dave Michaels with KSCO and KOM. Hey yeah, nice uh, to see Dave. Gary and SJ and JS. I mean, lots, lots of people. And that does, and we got John. I haven't seen him in a bit. We got Jerry, a uh, couple people on iPads, a couple Gary's, Donna, Clover, Carolyn, Ann, Andy. Um, You've got Sportus, Marilyn, Albert. So are there new are there folks who have not been on before? Are there folks that have there are names here that have not been on before? Absolutely. And okay. you know what's really cool is when we send out a newsletter, yeah. we've got the sheet that this page on the website that we can look at and it lets us know when and where people are watching us. And I was super excited to see so many people in Europe and Germany, you know, that Switzerland area, that whole area, including the United States and Mexico and, and Canada. But I didn't realize so many people on our mailing list that are overseas, which is really cool, Ben. Nice. All right, good. Um, and then most, uh, first things first, how's my hair? You like my hair? You know, go, go a little bit to the side, okay. but yeah, it looks All right. great. All right, good. The messier, the better in my world. Okay. All right, good. All right. So you asked, uh, what are some of the health challenges that are associated with, with everything, everything, you name a disease, it's got a connection to the thyroid. And, uh, the reason for that is because the thyroid regulates everything. It's the control center for the body. I shouldn't say the control center. It's the energy center. It commands or makes a hormone that commands all of the cells of the body. So under the command of thyroid hormone, i.e. thyroxin, the name of thyroid hormone, what is called thyroid hormone, under the, uh, uh, the activity or the stimulus or the command of thyroid hormone, heart cells, heart. Muscle cells, muscle, bone cells, bone, skin cells, skin, uh, spleen cells, spleen, intestinal cells, intestine, brain cells, brain. All the cells of the body, there's several hundred of them, do what they do, do what they do by being stimulated by thyroid hormone. Thyroid hormone is the turn-on switch for all cells. So if you have a poorly functioning thyroid and you're not making enough thyroid hormone, 
every cell in the body will be operating at a suboptimal condition. It will not be operating effectively, which is why all disease is a so all chronic diseases are associated with a poorly functioning thyroid. If you have any signs of um, of poor metabolism, of slow slow functioning, of dysfunctional cells, any disease states, any inflammation, any skin problems, any immune issues, digestive problems, all of it, you can rest assured you have a thyroid issue. The thyroid is not uh, thyroid problems in and of themselves are not issues. The problem with the thyroid is everything else. If everything else worked and you had a poorly functioning thyroid, it wouldn't matter. The problem with the thyroid is it controls everything or it stimulates everything or it activates everything. So if you have a poorly functioning thyroid, nothing's going to work. A guy named Dr. Broda Barnes wrote a book um, in the 1970s or 1980s called Hypothyroidism, The Hidden Cause of Disease. I may be paraphrasing that title, but basically he talked about every single disease, every even health challenges, not even diseases, just things like high blood pressure or low blood pressure for that matter, can be caused by a poorly functioning thyroid. So if you have a health challenge, don't even bother with your thyroid. Don't even bother checking your thyroid. Just assume that you have a thyroid problem. Now, there's probably other things going on too, but the thyroid is always going to be involved in health challenges. Here's where it really becomes problematic. You cannot work on the thyroid. There's nothing nothing that you can do to directly work on the thyroid. This is why if you go to the doctor and they diagnose you as being hypothyroid, go through a bunch of the blood that, that uh, are associated with hypothyroidism, what are they going to give you? Are they going to give you anything for your thyroid gland? No, because there's nothing they can do for the thyroid gland. So what do they give you? Rebecca, what do they give you for hypothyroidism? Well, they give you a synthetic. Only one thing. Yes, go ahead. A synthetic you... pharmaceutical? Well, yes, but they what is it? They give you thyroid hormone. They do not give you anything for the thyroid. Do you understand this distinction? It's subtle, but it's important. They can't give you anything to correct the poorly functioning thyroid. What they do is they give you thyroid hormone, which should be made by the thyroid. Do you understand what I'm saying here? This is a subtle distinction, but it's very important to get. We can't fix the gland, but what they can do is they can give you the hormone that's supposed to be made by the gland. Nothing to do for the gland itself. The gland's not functioning correctly, but they can't do anything about it. I'll tell you why they can't in a second. It's very important, but I want you to get this. They cannot do anything for the gland. So they give you the hormone that the gland is supposed to make. Are you following this distinction? This is a very important distinction, but I want everybody to get it. And I'm using you, Rebecca, my as my as my flagship so that I can't can't see everybody. So you understand what I'm saying? Can't do anything for the gland. So they give you the thyroid hormone that's supposed to be made by the gland because you can't do anything for the gland. Okay? Now, the problem here is the problem here is is that hormones in the body are supposed to go up and down. They're supposed to fluctuate with need. So when your body needs more activity, you get more thyroid hormone. When it needs less activity, you get less, the thyroid makes less thyroid hormone. It's supposed to fluctuate, it's supposed to be intelligent, it's supposed to be responsive. But when you just take a thyroid hormone, you lose all that responsiveness. Now the gland, the hormone is at the same level no matter what. You have an emergency, it's the same level. You don't have an emergency, it's the same level. You need more, it doesn't matter, you're at the same level. You need less, it doesn't matter, you're at the same level. Because you're giving just the hormone exogenously from the outside in. There's no more intelligence. 
hormones are supposed to go up and down intelligently. But because we can't do anything about the gland medically, there's no medical strategy for the gland. We don't have any other choice. We have to give thyroid hormone. But that's not a good, uh, effective answer. And everybody who's on thyroid hormone knows that that doesn't help any, that doesn't help your hypothyroidism with Synthroid, which is the main drug, or levothyroxine, which is the generic form of it. What they do is they give you constant activity. So you feel maybe a little bit of activity, a little buzz, a little bit more energy at first, but over time, your body gets used to that and they have to keep changing the dose. Thyroid hormone doses constantly fluctuate because as your life progresses, you need more, you, you need different amounts of it. So first thing to recognize is there's nothing, 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 nothing in a doctor's magical bag of And interestingly, every year in the top 10 drugs, top 10 dispensed drugs, thyroid hormone is in the top 10, usually it's in the top five of hormones dispensed, which means a lot of people have hypothyroidism. A lot of people. In fact, probably most people have some degree of thyroid hormone deficiency, especially women. Hypothyroidism is largely a female issue, female health issue which right away tells you one of the causes of thyroid of hypothyroidism. Anytime you have a health challenge that affects mostly women, what is gonna be implicated? And we know, by the way, most chronic diseases are, affect women. Autoimmune diseases, depression, hypothyroidism. What are we talking about here when we talk about mostly women? Are we talking estrogen? We're talking estrogen. And indeed, there is a connection between estro uh, a dysfunctional estrogen metabolism and hypothyroidism. So you can't work on the thyroid, but you can work on your estrogen. I'll tell you how you do these in a second. That's first of all. There's also a relationship between elevated stress hormone and hypothyroidism. Elevated cortisol and hypothyroidism. Now I got two places you can work. Can't work on the thyroid, but because of the connection between hypercortisol and hyperestrogen, or too much estrogen and too much cortisol, you now have two places you can work. There's also a relationship between dysglycemia, messed up blood sugar, and hypothyroidism. And another place you can work with your blood sugar. And there's a major relationship between intestinal health and hypothyroidism. So you can't work on the thyroid, but you can work on intestinal health. So we got the intestine digestive system, we've got the blood sugar system, and we've got cortisol and estrogen, which are made in the adrenal glands. Estrogen is also made in the female horm, in the uh, female reproductive system, but also in the adrenal glands, especially as we get older. So what do we have here? We've got the digestive system, we've got the blood sugar system, and we've got the adrenal thyroid complex. Where have you heard those three points before, Rebecca? Well, I hear it from you, and I hear that what it's- do we call, what, what do we call those three points collectively? The digestive system, the blood sugar system, and the adrenal thyroid complex. And the only person you've heard it from is me. The triangle of disease. The triangle of disease. Bingo. That's the connection. Hypothyroidism is the tip of the triangle of disease. You mm. follow here? And because the thyroid regulates the digestive system, hypothyroidism will cause digestive dysfunction, which will lead to more.
adrenal thyroid problems, which will lead to more digestive problems, which will lead to more di- dysglycemia, more adrenal thyroid problems, more messed up digestion, more dysglycemia, and on and on and on. You get this downward spiral. And because there's nothing that, because the doctor will work on the thyroid or will try to work on the thyroid by giving more thyroid hormone, that doesn't solve the problem. But because we know the triangles behind the problem, now we can really solve the problem. And if you understand what I just said, you know more than your doctor. And you can tell your doctor everything I just said. You can just repeat it back. You take notes and repeat it back to him. And there's nothing he can say, oh, that's not true. Oh, we don't know about that. Because it's, if you understand biology and biochemistry and how everything's put together in the body, it makes perfect sense. There's nothing that's an assertion about that. This is biochemical logic or biological logic. Digestive system, dysglycemia, the adrenal thyroid complex. And it's not just the, the direct connection to uh, uh, the thyroid is the adrenal glands in this triangle model, but messed up blood sugar alone will cause uh, hypothyroidism and messed up digestion alone will cause hypothyroidism. So this is just going to triangle. Each one of the points also affects the thyroid. Long story short, if you work on digestive health, you work on blood sugar health, you work on adrenal health and reproductive health, your thyroid will take care of itself. Can't do anything from the doctor. Don't even bother. Go to a naturopath or a biochemist or a biologist. Don't waste your time going to a doctor if you think you have hypothyroidism because there's nothing they can do. And many times they'll tell you your 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 tests. You know, one of the if you're if you're a physician. And before I even get into this, you know, sometimes it sounds like we're knocking on physicians here. I'm not knocking on physicians. I'm not. I I have a lot of doctors who are my friends. I work with them. They're good people. It's not the physicians that are at fault, but they're not trained to take care of our health. They're there to take care. They're trained to keep us alive in, under life-threatening circumstances. That's what a doctor's training is. It's to keep us alive in life-threatening circumstances. And if something gets cut off of your body or something lands on your head or you break some bones, you need a doctor. That's what they're trained for. You know, if you have, a, if a, I don't know if I gave you this, we did this analogy before, but if you're if you're a carpenter and you know how to make cabinets and you're the best carpenter in the world and you can make the best cabinets in the world and you say to this to this carpenter who makes great cabinets hey there's something wrong with my transmission my engine can you can you come fix my engine for me and he takes a hammer and nail and destroys your engine and your transmission with the hammer and nail he said what kind of dumb mechanic are you he'll say i'm not a mechanic i'm a carpenter that's what i do i can fix your cabinets I'm supposed to do that. That's what my training is, to fix your cabinets. Now, you're asking me to fix your car. I can't do that. My tools fix cabinets. They don't fix cars. Hypothyroid problems or, or non-life-threatening lifestyle chronic disease uh, uh, symptoms that are the end result of the manifestation of things we're doing. That's our responsibility. A doctor cannot fix your digestive problems unless it's a tear in your intestine or cancer or something where he has to do some surgical procedure. That's not what they do. That's not what they're trained in. So we have to take care of this ourselves, but we can. It's not difficult. First things first with the thyroid, always, no matter what your health challenge is, you work with a digestive health. First things first, always work with digestive health. And there's tons of ways to do that. And it's not inexpensive. However, I mean, it's not expensive. It's inexpensive. It's cheap to do it. Um, however, human beings are the only animals that eat for pleasure or eat for emotional reasons. 
and we pay the price for that. It's not okay to eat for pleasure from a biological standpoint. I'm not trying to hammer anybody for eating for delicious food, but the problem is, is when we eat for pleasure strictly, we pay the price. So fine, if we want to eat for pleasure, that's fine, but no, you're going to pay the price for it. And good food, bad food lists, unfortunately, are not all that accurate because there's lots of things in good foods that can cause problems, including problems for the thyroid, such as histamines or salicylates or FODMAPs or uh, uh, lectins, plant defense molecules. There's things in foods that are good foods that can be problematic for some people. There are uh, uh, specific foods that can be problems for the thyroid called goitrogenic foods that are good foods. So you have to do a food diary. That's where you write, and this is if you're, if you're serious about it. Not everybody is serious about it, and some people are like, I like to eat too much. And that's fine, there's no, nothing wrong with it, but this is a point of power if you so desire. This is a leverage point for you if you so desire. If not, that's fine. But know that we pay the price for eating for pleasure. You know, a lion doesn't say, I am so depressed, I need a zebra today. I got to go have a wildebeest because I, because my, my husband just yelled at me or my wife just yelled at me. So I need to go have a wildebeest. They don't say that. They don't eat because they're depressed. They eat when they're hungry and they eat when they need nourishment. And that's how all animals do it. Human beings don't. Okay, fine. I like to eat. I'm not putting anybody down for eating, but just know this is a point of power that we have. So you do a food diary, write down everything you eat. After you eat, you write down how you feel. And especially write down how your digestive system is functioning after you eat a food. In other words, gas, heartburn, bloating, uh, constipation, diarrhea, uh, discomfort of any kind, and how your skin is doing. Your skin and your digestion are two very uh, rapid uh, windows to what's happening in your body in real time. Your skin faster. Brain issues or cognitive issues. Some people get brain fog after they eat certain foods. So just keep track of everything you're eating and then start to eliminate foods. And the most likely problem foods are gonna be the ones you like the most, unfortunately. It's usually our favorite, it's usually our favorite foods that cause the most problems because our fa your favorite, uh, if a food is causing a problem, it's gonna create a stress response and the uh, immediate sensation of a stress response is feeling good. When you get a surge in stress hormone, you tend to feel good. That's one of, the, one of the things stress hormone does. In the short term, stress hormone is supposed to give you the wherewithal to cope with the stress. So you feel good. So under conditions of uh, duress or, or the secretion of duress hormone, stress hormone, you feel good a little bit. And then when the stress hormone drops, you don't feel as good temporarily. And so usually it's our problem foods that are the ones that are the most problem. That are, it's Usually it's the foods we love the most that are the most problematic. So that's a good place to start. Look for your go-to foods. And again, I, I'm not here to rip anybody for what they're eating. And, and distributors out there, you know, distributors, never rip on somebody for what they eat. People are justifiably protective and defensive about their food choices. So you gotta be really careful with that, but just have people recognize that it's a point of power if you so desire. It's a PowerPoint for you, if we so desire, okay? Then you start doing things for the digestive system. It turns out that the intestine activates thyroid hormone. Bacteria in the intestine activate thyroid hormone. So your body makes two kinds of thyroid hormone. It makes weak thyroid hormone, and it makes strong thyroid hormone. 
weak thyroid hormone has some thyroid some act activating effects but strong thyroid hormone is the one that kicks butt the na technical name for weak thyroid and, and strong thyroid is t3 and t4 t3 is active thyroid hormone t4 is weak thyroid hormone t4 has to be turned into into t3 and it's bacteria in the intestine that turn t4 into t3 does that make sense is that too confusing the reason so, this is a, the reason go ahead i'm sorry well that that's good bacteria that yes. helps yes 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 healthy bacteria are would turn t4 into t3 so if you have an intestinal problem you're not going to be turning your t4 into t3 and oh by the way what do you what do you think synthroid is and levothyroxine that you get from the doctor the the fake thyroid hormone what do you think that is t4 is that the t3? t3 it's the weak stuff the t4 oh, yes they give you the weak thyroid hormone so if you're not activating t4 into t3 you immediately can see how intestine and the bacteria become important so using i26 nightly essence um uh, uh what else? there's a there's another probiotic uh, ultimate microbiome anything you do to support digestive health i learned i think you told me was that you told somebody told me last week there's no more daily digest which is unfortunate because i love that product but that's how it is okay fucoid z is another really important and helpful potentially helpful supplement for digestive health by the way fucoid z um uh Dr Arya's liver uh whole true to life liver cleanse that whole one for the digestive system anything you do for the digestive system and keep in mind I said earlier how working on digestive health can be very inexpensive it can be really cheap one of the best things you could do for your digestive system is not eat and I don't mean not eat forever but eat less or take days off intermittently fast or spread out your meals so you stop eating at five o'clock on day one and start eating at 10 or 11 or 12 o'clock on day two so you go from five to 12 without putting any food in yourself the longer you can go without eating the more likely your body is going to be to clean itself out autophagy which is the cleaning out of the body which is a detoxification that the body does uh is activated by fasting bowel function eliminating is activated by fasting one of the reasons why estrogen levels go up is when we're constipated constipation will cause estrogen levels to go up which will cause hypothyroidism which will cause more constipation which will cause estrogen levels to go up which will cause more constipation which will cause estrogen levels to go up which will cause more you see how you get these these uh, downward spirals these uh negative feedback loops as they say excuse me just a moment is uh, that for men and women for men and women but yes but women make more estrogen women are more that's true for men too absolutely men make estrogen too but women make a lot more estrogen that's why they're women one of the reasons they're women is they're is they're they're secreting and they're producing more estrogen so it's much more of a problem for women and hypothyroidism in general is much more of a problem for women as I said earlier so you can see that there's this estrogen connection so working with bowel elimination is very important in addition to taking care of eliminating problem foods and using uh, uh probiotic supplements and supporting bacteria in the intestine not eating as much food or reducing your intake of food or going longer stretches without eating this is all for the thyroid this is all for the thyroid we're talking about here and keep in mind that when you don't eat 
you activate the, the migrating motor complex. Remember the migrating motor complex, the MMC? That's the electricity that pushes, that, that, uh, pushes food through the digestive tract and out your body. When you don't eat for long periods of time or not even for long periods, the complex will get activated and your body will start to clean itself out. That's why people have really good bowel movements after they fast. You fast for a day, you'll notice that you have a really good bowel movement and you haven't eaten anything. That's because your body's cleaning itself out when you don't eat anything. Eating shuts down the migrating motor complex. When you eat food, your body wants to get the nutrients from the food so it slows down the elimination of things. It, it slows down the movement, the, uh, the movement of food through the digestive tube slows down when there's food there so that you can get the nutrients out of the food. Or, Constant feeding is one of the leading reasons why we're constipated. That's what you can even hear this. And I, mean, I know we've said this before, but when you stop eating for a few hours, you'll hear a rumbling in your tummy. That rumbling in your tummy is not a sign to eat. That rumbling in your tummy is a sign that your body's starting to clean itself out. Your digestive system is starting to clean itself out. You want that rumbling in your tummy. But what do we do? We eat, shutting down the movement. So eating less food is a great way to take care of intestinal health and that doesn't cost anything. You save money. All right, so ultimate microbiome, nightly essence, ultimate enzymes, um, a true to life liver cleanse, I-26, Fucoid-Z, anything you can do for digestive health. Then we go to the, to the blood sugar system. I know we've talked about that, sweeties, Reducing your intake of sugar, ultimate niacin, ultimate selenium, osteomag. These are all nutrients that will help you with blood sugar and help you with your, uh, uh, help you with your insulin response. Most especially, of course, is not eating foods that break down into sugar. And most people know, obviously, that, um, that uh, you know, sweets and pies and cakes and candies and, and are problematic. But so is fruit juice. So is rice, uh, white rice. So is uh, white potatoes. You know, there's a lot of foods that we think of as, as healthy foods that not, aren't necessarily sweet that we like, but that break down into sugar and will throw off the sugar system. So watch out for your blood sugar system by eating less, eating less foods that are high, they call them high glycemic index foods, foods that break, into, break down into sugar quickly, and uh, use nutrients like the healthy blood sugar pack nutrients that support blood sugar metabolism. And I always add the ultimate selenium, the ultimate niacin. Uh, and the uh, osteomag and the fucoid Z to uh, the healthy blood sugar pack because those will all work for helping you with your blood sugar. A real, <clears throat> excuse me, a real handy dandy way to dilute blood sugar. Remember, when we talk about blood sugar, we're talking about blood sugar concentration. That means how much sugar is in the blood, the density of sugar in the blood. You can dilute blood sugar concentration by drinking more water. So just drinking water after your meals or with your meals is a great way to, uh, to support digest, to support blood sugar health. So can we go back to digestion real quick and sure. looking at the, the, the healthy bacteria, the unhealthy bacteria, what causes more of the unhealthy bacteria in the system? It's the balance of the unhealthy bacteria and the healthy bacteria, the good bacteria is supposed to take care of the bad bacteria. But a lot of the things we do kill off the good bacteria and the bad bacteria are stronger than the good bacteria so they can survive things. So things like 
uh, chlorinated water, antibiotics, FODMAPS foods. Remember the FODMAPS foods, foods that feed yeah. those bacteria. So there's those are the main things, things that kill off the good bacteria and things that feed the bad bacteria, such as the FODMAPS foods and sugars. Those those tend to feed the bad bacteria. And then chlorinated water, antibiotics, kill off, and fluoride, uh, fluoride in the water tend to kill off the good bacteria. How about like fluoride in mouthwashes? If you're not drinking it, it's probably not a problem if you're spitting it out, but it's it's not helpful necessarily. But if you're not spit, if most of the time we spit out uh, mouthwash. Okay. It's and just it. so everybody knows, you can go to YouTube or Rumble or your favorite platform, look up Critical Health News, and you'll be able to find that FODMAP interview that we did with pharmacist Ben so that you too have an understanding of FODMAP foods and what they do within the body. So when did we, when did, was it a short one that we did or was it? It's a couple of months ago. We did a full Friday or a Q and A with pharmacist Ben. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's, that's a, you know, FODMAPs is a really important subject that we don't talk in my humble opinion, anywhere near about anywhere near, near enough. All right. So, uh, Insulin resistance or dysglycemia, blood sugar, digestive health. Then we go to, to the adrenal glands. So just taking care of the digestive system and the blood sugar system, you're going to start to work. Your adrenal glands will start to respond positively just by doing those first two points. So the most important two points are those two bottom points. I forgot to mention, or I did mention maybe, there's a complex of bacteria uh, in the intestine called the estrobolone. The estrobolone. Have you heard that term? Mm -mm. The estrobolome, E-S-T-R-O-B-O-L-O-M-E. Estrobolome is a community of bacteria that live in the intestine that reactivate estrogen. So estrogen is very strong hormone. It's supposed to be cleared out of the body quickly, and it gets cleared out through bile. That's the that's how that's uh, bile, one of bile's main roles is to help us eliminate estrogen. You can tell right away if you have a gallbladder problem, you might have an estrogen problem. If you have a bile problem, you may have an estrogen problem. And by the way, it's no accident that most gallbladder uh, that after women go through menopause, uh, uh, postmenopausal gallbladder issues are very common, and postmenopausal uh, thyroid issues are very common. What do postmenopausal gallbladder and postmenopausal hypothyroidism have in common? Estrogen. So problems with estrogen after a woman goes through menopause, believe it or not, you think, oh, I'm not making estrogen anymore. Not true. You're always making estrogen. What you're not making is the hormone that balances estrogen, and that can cause problems too. But I don't want to digress. I'll get into that in a second. Right now, I want to tell you about the estrobolone, which is a community of bacteria that reactivate estrogen. They, have a, they make a chemical that activates estrogen, so your estrogen will go through the intestine, but if you have messed up bacteria, too much bacteria, SIBO, you may be reactivating your estrogen. So making sure your, clean, your, bowels, are working, uh, your bowels are working effectively is very, very important for all estrogen issues. It's not just hypothyroidism, but as a woman gets older, clearing out estrogen becomes extremely important. So anyway, back to our digestive system. You have to the, um, back to the blood sugar system. You have the you got the digestive system for the thyroid, 
You got the blood sugar system for the thyroid. You can't work on the thyroid directly. Nothing you could do, nothing your doctor can do to work on the thyroid directly, period. There's nothing they have that can do that. Best they can do is thyroid hormone, fake thyroid hormone, inactive, weak thyroid hormone. But if you work on digestive health by fasting, using probiotics, using your I-26, eliminating problem foods, all the things we know we're supposed to do, um, inter, uh, calorie restriction, and you control your blood sugar, you resensitize your body to insulin, you immediately are going to have a positive impact on your thyroid. Use your nutrients for helping, helping um, blood sugar. There's a clear link between insulin resistance and dysglycemia and hypothyroidism. There is a clear link between dysbiosis and intestinal health or poor intestinal health and hypothyroidism. Nothing you do for the thyroid, but you got these two points that you can work on. Then we come to the adrenal glands. And working on adrenal health is also important. That is cortisol. All the things you could do to keep your cortisol down. Relax psychological strategies. The adrenal glands are an important link between mental and emotional health and physical health. So I don't usually talk about mental and I don't usually talk about mental and emotional health, but the adrenal glands connect. The adrenal glands connect the uh, mental and emotional parts of our lives to the physical part of our lives. When we're under duress, cortisol goes up and it creates all the hypo, all the issues with cortisol, including suppressed immunity, poor wound healing, accelerated aging, and hypothyroidism. So slowing down, calming the body down, slow, deep breathing, uh, meditation, any cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is when you just use your brain to deal with your emotional issues. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. There's all kinds of things you could do to work on the adrenal glands and there's nutrients that you can use for the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are maybe, and also the thyroid for that matter, now that I think about it, the adrenal glands and the thyroid glands are two very important, uh, two very important uh, storehouses for vitamin C. The thyroid and the adrenal glands. Both the thyroid and the adrenal glands um, are dependent on vitamin C. Both the thyroid and the adrenal glands are dependent on iodine. So making sure you get enough iodine. Most people are getting enough iodine, but it doesn't hurt to supplement with iodine because the recommended daily allowance of iodine, is, like all RDAs, is very low. So getting iodine, uh, uh, enjoying more iodine from supplements or from iodine-containing foods, which are seafoods. Iodine is an ocean mineral, an ocean element, I should say, not a terrestrial element. So people who live inland or people who are not eating seafood, those are going to be people who, have, who are more prone towards iodine deficiency. They put uh, iodine deficiency used to be an extremely serious problems. And when you have iodine deficiencies, your thyroid will get really big in order to scarf up all that iodine. Thyroid hormone is a major, uh, a major iodine containing biochemical. There's lots of iodine in thyroid hormone. And when your uh, body doesn't have enough iodine, you can't make thyroid hormone. The thyroid will get really big in order to suck up the iodine from the blood. That's called a goiter. Uh, an enlarged thyroid is called a goiter. And if you have a goiter, you can, you're, you're looking at the body's mechanism for getting more iodine out of the blood. Now, you don't see goiters that much anymore. But 100 years ago, they're very common. So 100 years ago, they decided, well, in order to get people, uh, to keep people from getting goiter and having uh, problems with their thyroid, we'll put a little bit of iodine in the salt. And now we have iodized salt. So um, most people don't have goiter, uh, severe, severe iodine deficiency. 
And the reason I say this is because a lot of times when you're hypothyroid, your doctor, your naturopath will say to eat more iodine, enjoy more iodine. And while that's helpful to have iodine, it's not going to help you with your thyroid gland. It might help you make thyroid hormone, but if you have a problem with the gland, which is responsive to uh, the other parts of the, 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 the cortisol, the three points in the triangle disease, iodine is not going to help you. Nonetheless, iodine is not a bad, it's a very important element and it wouldn't hurt you to have more iodine. So iodine uh, for, the, for the adrenals and for the thyroid, uh, vitamin C for the adrenals and for the thyroid, a really important nutrient for the adrenal glands that nobody talks about, unfortunately, is pantothenic acid or vitamin B5. It's a, B5 is a really underappreciated B vitamin. Uh, the word pan in Greek, comes uh, means everywhere panathenic acid is found in all cells and it's very important for the production of steroid hormones and the processing of fats speaking of fats efas are very very important for all steroid hormone synthesis efas essential fatty acids so making sure you're on your ultimate efas and ultimate efa plus is also helpful for the adrenal glands so using nutrients for the adrenal glands, working on the blood sugar system and the digestive system for the adrenal glands, and then calming the body down for the adrenal glands. If you can fix those three points on the triangle of disease, your thyroid will take care of itself. In fact, if you work on those three points of the triangle of disease, pretty much everything in the body will take care of itself. And that's the beauty of this model, this triangle of the disease model. You no longer have to worry about all the different biochemical pathways that are associated with the brain or the kidneys or the nervous system or, or, or uh, any other you know, neurological system or any other part of the body if you focus on those three points on the triangle of disease. And now the last thing, I'm going to take some questions here. The last thing is there's a, uh, the most important or the most uh, common cause of hypothyroidism. I just said the triangle of disease is behind hypothyroidism. But one of the most important co uh, um, comorbidities associated with hypothyroidism is autoimmunity. The thyroid gland is a subject of autoimmune disease. In fact, most hypothyroidism has an autoimmune connection. The body is attacking the thyroid. That's called Hashimoto's thyroid. You've probably heard the term Hashimoto's disease or Hashimoto's thyroiditis, they call it. Hashimoto's is an autoimmune cause of thyroid disease and all autoimmune diseases are related to the digestive system to leaky gut to things getting into the bloodstream so while autoimmunity is considered to be a cause of uh, of uh hypothyroidism hashimoto's hypothyroidism it's still the triangle it's still the digestive system so it's, it has, there's an autoimmune connection, but you resolve it by working on the digestive system. So you still, no matter if you have Hashimoto's uh, hypothyroidism or whatever your cause of your hypothyroidism is, you're still working on the three points, digestive system, blood sugar system, adrenal glands. If you want to simplify it, just work on the digestive system and the blood sugar system. If you want to super simplify it, just work on the digestive system. Well, okay? I love the fact that longevity has packs that specifically say brain and heart digestion blood sugar pack yeah and for those of you who don't know they even have an ultimate iodine that can be added to any of those packs that help to provide additional iodine 
So you had mentioned several of the products as we're going through this program and folks, you can get back with the person that shared this program with you to get those products. They have a special ordering system or if there's nobody that you're working with, make sure you go to dailywithdoc.com. We do have a store with all the products that Pharmacist Ben has mentioned in this program there waiting for you to get them on board in your system because they don't do any good if they're sitting on the shelf or still sitting in the box. You got to open it up and start taking them. And you had mentioned the, the B5 and you know, there, there's calcium and, and vitamin C is stored in the thyroid is what you had mentioned. Um, I, say, I, I didn't know. say cal. I didn't say calcium. I said iodine and vitamin C. Right. Iodine and vitamin C. Yeah. And also I, while, I, that, uh, well, uh, while you mentioned it now that you, you just reminded me, selenium and sulfur are also two important hormone oh, uh, nutrients for the production of thyroid hormone. Selenium and MSM sulfur. So we have the ultimate selenium that also includes the things that help keep the connective tissue throughout the body strong. And then what was the other one you just mentioned? Vitamin C and selenium and sulfur, MSM and selenium. MSM ultra folks. And it also includes extra vitamin C too. So I love the formulas that are offered by Longevity. That is a company that was founded by Dr. Joel Wallach, who is the main doc in Daily with Doc. So, pharmacist Ben, we do have lots of questions and we do have hands up. So, okay. let's go ahead and get to the questions. The first question we have, uh, Shante, go ahead and unmute yourself. And I believe she has a question in reference to a show that you just recently did on Coast to Coast, Hi. where you were mentioning meats. So, Sean, take it on mute. Okay. No? Okay. While well, she's working on that, let's go over to Phyllis. Phyllis, go ahead and unmute yourself. Okay, let's see. We actually uh, have several questions. Um, so I'll get right to it. Although real quick, when you were talking about how the thyroid hormone makes the brain start braining and the spleen starts bleeding, it reminded me if Andy likes to tell people, you take all 90 nutrients, you, your glands will start glanding and your hormones will start moaning. Good. And your hormones will stop moaning. Right. Start moaning. <laughs> Moaning. Okay, got it. I got it. All right. We do have a, a thyroid question. <clears throat> LG would like to know if someone can supplement with iodine if that person is on NP thyroid as a medication. Um, thyroid iodine needs to be regarded as a very important essential nutrient. So you always want essential nutrients in the body. Now, NP thyroid is what's known as des. I'm pretty sure he's talking about desiccated thyroid. Is that is he there? Is this person there? Uh, if he chooses to uh, unmute, yeah, he's probably talking about desiccated thyroid. I'm, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Let's desiccated assume so. Yeah, de NP thyroid is they call it naturally derived uh, naturally. I forgot the NP stands for. I don't know if it's desiccated or not. 
Well, desiccated just means dried, powdered. It's it's, powdered. Uh, it's in a little white capsule. Yes, yeah, called round. Yes, it's called NP thyroid. It's desiccated thyroid. I'm trying to find you here. I lost you guys here. Um, you can hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. So NP thyroid, it used to be called armor thyroid. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. NP thyroid is desiccated thyroid. Desiccated means dried. So it's, they take the thyroid gland of animals, pigs usually, uh, sometimes cows, I think it's pigs mostly, and they grind up the thyroid gland and then they put it in a, a capsule and they give it to you as a medicine. So you're eating thyroid gland. The idea being all the parts of the thyroid gland are not going to be in your body. You'll be able to make more uh, thyroid hormone. It's a very poor solution to hypothyroidism because it's not addressing the thyroid. So taking iodine will help you make thyroid hormone, your own thyroid hormone. But if you have an autoimmune disease of the thyroid gland or your thyroid is being responsive to the blood sugar system or the adrenals or the digestive system, it's not going to help you with make more thyroid hormone. It's not going to make, it's not going to improve the health of the gland. So the, this is what I'm saying at the beginning, the medicine your doctor is giving you, Synthroid, Levothyroxine, Cytomel, Desiccated Thyroid, NP Thyroid, whatever you want to call it, it's not helping the condition. It's just replacing the hormone that the gland is supposed to be making. You see that? I, is that a hard, I, I can't really see anybody, so you have to help me, Rebecca. Is that a clear distinction? It's not helping the gland. It's, it's just replacing the hormone that the gland is supposed to be making, but the gland is still not working. You haven't addressed the cause, in other words. It's, more, it's, a, little, it's a little more specific than that. Yes, that's true, but it's a little more specific than that. It's the organ, the gland that is the problem, not the hormone. Yes, you're not making the hormone because the gland is messed up, but you can't just give the hormone and the problem goes away because the hormones in the body are supposed to go up and down. They're supposed to fluctuate. When you have more need, your body makes more hormone. When you have less need, your body makes less hormone. Give I have an endocrinologist who uh, flipped out last year when she found out I started taking bioidentical compounded uh, hormones, and she swears she thinks I'm going to get cancer now because I. Well, I, you know, that. whether or not you're going to get cancer, you know, we don't know that, but she's got a point. When you take bioidentical hormones, it's the same thing as taking Synthroid. Hormones in the body, listen, this is very, very important. Hormones in the body are supposed to be responsive to your life. Hormones are the connection between how you live your life and your biochemistry. So you have an emergency, your hormones go up. You have no emergency, your hormones go down. You're making a baby, your hormones go up. You're not making a baby, your hormones go down. You're building muscle, your hormones go up. You're not building muscle, your hormones go down. You're recovering from surgery, your hormones go up. You're not recovering from surgery, they go down. They go up and down, depending on what's going on in your life. That's how, that's the beauty of the body. It's responsive. How do you and change that? How do you change what your hormone, I mean, what your thyroid is not making? I mean. That's a great, who, is that Ada who's talking? No, LG star. Oh, okay, LG star. I can't really see you, but that's a great question. Here's how you do it, okay? You ready? You work on the digestive system, the blood sugar system, and the adrenal glands. That's the simplest way to control your hormones from a physical perspective. That is digestive health, blood sugar health, adrenal health, Let, digestive system, lay off a problem foods, eat less food, 
use digestive support nutrients, support uh, uh, the stomach, uh, the health of the the stomach juices, all of that digestive enzymes, anything you can do for digestive health. Work on the blood sugar system. Don't eat foods that spike your blood sugar. High glycemic index foods, they say. Fruit juices, sweets, potatoes, white bread, rice, pasta, basically the foods we love. You, then you work on, uh, and then you use uh, uh, blood sugar nutrients. The B-complex, niacin, selenium, um, uh, magnesium, chromium, vanadium, all the things that help with your blood sugar. Then you work on the adrenal glands. Calm the body down, meditation, deep breathing, muscle relaxation, vitamin B5, vitamin C, iodine, all the nutrients for the adrenal glands, all the strategies for the adrenal glands, the hormones will then take care of themselves. Now, remember, hormones are the connection also between your brain, or not your brain, your mind, and your emotions, and your physicality. Hormones are the link between the invisible world of emotions and and feelings and thoughts and the physical world the, the visible world so you got to work on that level too for hormone control when you have an emergency if, if you're you just find out you got fired from your job or you get a bill from your i from the uh from the your credit card bill or the irs or whatever boom your cortisol goes through the roof so learning to calm the body down is very very important for hormone health learning the relaxation response is very important for hormone health so there's many ways that you can address, to answer your question, LG, there's many ways that you can uh, modify hormones because hormones are the connection between the invisible world and the visible world and between the organs and the disease state. So by working on the three major systems, the digestive system, the blood sugar system, and the adrenal glands, and by calming the body down and using adrenal support nutrients, your hormones will take care of themselves. Okay? But at but some point, I'd have to quit taking the hormones. They're adjusted by my blood test every three months, though, the hormones that are compounded. Which, but which I would just have to quit taking the thyroid, which my endocrinologist would like. You're not, you're, wait a minute, hang on. Hang on a second, hang on a second. Your endocrinologist talked to you about your blood sugar, about your uh, uh, bioidentical hormones. And your, and your endocrinologist has a good point because those are very powerful hormones. Bioidentical hormones are very powerful. Now, there's one bioidentical hormone that is, or there's actually two that are um, that are less powerful, and that's DHEA and progesterone. Yeah, I have that. Okay, DHEA and progesterone are not the problems. The problem is your estradiol. Yeah. Right? The estradiol. There's three made. There's when we talk about estrogen. First of all, estrogen is a large family of molecules. In nature, there's thousands of them. In the body, there's 20 or so of them. Uh, and there's three major ones. They call them estrone, estradiol, and estriol. Those are the three main ones. And the ones most of the time they give you is estradiol. And your endocrinologist is absolutely correct because estrogen is a very powerful hormone and the body wants to get rid of it as soon as it makes it. There's so no like, estrogen listed or estriol or estri The only thing listed is C bias besides the progesterone DHEA, but it's C-B-I-E-S-T. Okay, B as in boy or D as in David? C-B-I-E-S-T, okay. okay. that's the okay. only thing. Well, well, the pharmacist should, you know, that's not correct labeling because biased, 
What does buy mean? Two, right? Ask Pardon? means ask. What does buy mean? B I. B I means. And then it's followed by 80 slash 20. Hang on a second. I want you to listen to me, okay? Okay. By est. By means two, like bicycle. Right. Bisexual. By means two. Or bifurcated. Bifurcated. Make up your own by, okay? <laughs> by means two, right? Yeah. Est means estrogen. Or estradiol or something. No, it doesn't. Listen, ma'am. Don't jump to, don't, you got to work with me here, okay? Bi means two, est means estrogen. You're make, that, that compound that you have has two different forms of estrogen in it, right? Bi so. est means, that's what it says. It means bi est, two estrogens. Then it says 80-20. That means one estrogen is in, 80% uh, uh, of the estrogen is, of the, of the bi est is one type of estrogen. 20% is another type of estrogen. Now, what the pharmacist should have done is should have told you which two estrogens he's using. It's probably estradiol and estriol, probably, but I don't know that. He just wrote a book that was published about a year and a half ago. I should buy his book so I know what he's doing. Well, I tell him, say, okay, it's great. The pharmacist, you mean? Yeah, he wrote a book. Yeah. Well, who's the pharmacist? Tell the pharmacist, look, it's great that you put bias, but can you tell me what the bias is? He'll it's he'll gladly tell me if I ask him. Yes, you should tell him. You should ask him. It doesn't really matter. It's probably estradiol and estriol. But either way, you're getting estrogen, is my point. Estrogen is a problematic molecule. That's, that's my main point. Estrogen is a problematic molecule because you need it, obviously, but the body wants to eliminate it quickly. The goal of the body is to get rid of estrogen because it's so strong. You know, when I was making estrogen creams, in my pharmacy, I don't do it anymore, but when I was making estrogen creams uh, in my pharmacy, uh, or sometimes estrogen capsules, if I was off by a milligram, the patient would come back and she'd be depressed, she'd have weight gain problems, she'd be constipated, just if I was off by a milligram, because it's such a powerful, it's the most powerful of all the steroid hormones. Estrogen is the most powerful steroid hormone, maybe the most powerful hormone of all in the body. And so the body has to get rid of it quickly because it's so powerful. If it stays around longer than it should, we have health problems. So if you're putting estrogen in your body artificially, you're running risks. Estrogen makes things grow. Estrogen's main role in life is to grow a baby. So it makes things grow. It causes cells to divide. This is why Estrogen is on the FDA's known to cause cancer list of chemicals. This is why you've heard of estrogen dependent cancers because estrogen makes things grow. So you gotta be very, very careful with estrogen and I can see why your endocrinologist freaked out. Now, just as an aside, DHEA and progesterone that are in, in your cream, those are very mild steroid hormones. They're the, among the most mild. Progesterone, you can get over, and DHEA for that matter, you can get on Amazon. They're hormones, but you can get them on Amazon. They're so mild. Do you follow me? Yeah. Estrogen, estrogen is a, a serious, serious drug. The other steroid hormones, they're so mild, you can buy them on the internet legally. So, and, and here's another really cool thing about estrogen, about progesterone. Progesterone, while it's very mild, 
and progesterone helps relax you while estrogen is a stress hormone. Progesterone helps you lose water weight while estrogen helps you gain water weight. Progesterone builds bone. Estrogen doesn't build bone. Estrogen uh, is a, uh, uh, an immune activator. It's associated with inflammation. Progesterone is anti-inflammatory. So progesterone is a way better choice for a steroid hormone than estrogen. And bonus, progesterone helps your body become more sensitive to the little estrogen you're making. So progesterone is way, a way a, uh, dispensing progesterone is a way healthier medical strategy for a patient than dispensing estrogen, in my humble opinion, given its complete non-toxicity. So I, have, I can see why your endocrinologist would say that, because I also have a problem with using estrogen, especially now if you're hypothyroid, because we know estrogen can, have, can, can uh, suppress the thyroid. Does all that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I hope that's not, I hope that's not bad news for you at all. It's depressing. Oh no, but work on the, I, I want it to be, I don't want to be depressed, depressing. I want, I want this to be inspiring. There's things you could do. What, uh, is this LG I'm talking to? Yes. Okay. So just so you know, LG, you Actually, probably had. L stands for Linda. If you just want to call me Linda. Okay, Linda. Just so you know, Linda, uh, you must've had digestive health problems for a long time. Yeah, I'm on permanently on um, famotidine. Okay, so how did I know that you have digestive health problems? Am I a psychic? <laughs> no, I'm not a psychic. It's just this is how everything works. You know, you ever hear the leg bones connected to the yeah. hip bone, the hip bones connected to the backbone? I don't know. It's all connected. You just got to see the pathways, how everything works. Everything's connected. So, of course, you had digestive problems. If you have these kinds of issues with your thyroid, and with your estrogen, of course, you've had digestive health problems. So work on the intestine. If you don't want to do anything else, just work on the intestine. All right. So it's already 2.03. I, I want to get a bunch of calls. Next week, we'll do, or not next week, but the week after, we'll do just calls, just questions. Okay. Do you have a few few minutes yeah. for a few more questions? Yeah. Okay. So the next question that we have that's coming in from YouTube is, what if you don't have a thyroid? They've taken oh. it out. Oh. Oh, what if you don't have a thyroid? First of all, we didn't talk about this, but there's we talk about hypothyroidism, but there's another condition called hyperthyroidism, right? Hypo means it's not functioning, hyper it means it's overfunctioning. Hyperthyroidism is god awful miserable. Who's this? Is this, uh, this person on YouTube? It is yeah, so, so Joe's wife. Is oh, over. it is a miserable, miserable, awful condition because while hypothyroidism is when everything's sluggish and slow and not moving because the thyroid regulates or stimulates everything, hyperthyroidism means everything is hyper. Your blood pressure is high, you jittery, you can't sleep, your, your skin becomes really oily, you get headaches. It's, it's just awful. And so the doc, remember, doctors aren't there to make you better. They're there to reduce your symptoms. They're not there. They're, they're saving your life. They're not going to heal your body, but they'll save your life. There's no doctor strategy that can heal your body. They'll save your life. And if you have hyperthyroidism, that can cause a heart attack and that can cause, you know, overstimulation problems. And that's a real issue. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you the cause in a second of hyperthyroidism, which is mostly Graves disease. Like most hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's disease. Most hyperthyroidism is Graves disease. I'll tell you about that in a second. The doctor's strategy for a thyroid that is overactive is to take it out. 
or to give it radiation, to poison it, to radiate it, or to give it a drug that kills it. This is the medical model. This is the, the medical strategy. Now, if that sounds asinine, it is. Because I just told you how important the thyroid is. Who in there, who in, what kind of idiocy is it to kill the thyroid? Now, if you have cancer of the thyroid, that's different. And sometimes people do get cancer of the thyroid and they'll take it out. But there's a lot of thyroids that are removed. That's one of the more common surgical procedures in this country is thyroidectomy, removing the thyroid. Now you're in a world of hurt because now you have no control. So if you don't have a thyroid, they will give you what? Thyroid hormone, because to a physician or to the medical model, that's the same thing. Oh, we'll just give you thyroid hormone. But I just got through telling you, hormones must go up and down. You can't just take a th the hormone and replace it. So you don't have a thyroid, okay. You're not gonna get, you can't put it back, it's gone. So what do you do? You have to be, right now, you, I, let me just say this real quick. You have two, parts of the body that control energy the thyroid controls it in for the most part but you also have an emergency generator you know when you're if you have a blackout in your and you're if you have a blackout in the in the city and you have no electricity in your house hopefully you have an emergency generator right well your body's the same way it has an emergency generator so if your thyroid is taken out or if you have, if I'm a problem with the thyroid or your thyroid is not performing effectively there's an emergency generator the emergency generator system is in the adrenal glands. So if you're operating without a thyroid, if they're taking your thyroid out, now you're running on emergency energy. You're no longer running on normal energy, thyroid hormone energy. You're now running on emergency energy. And this person who's got uh, the thyroidectomy, who doesn't have a thyroid, will know that she is... Uh, has lots of problems with cortisol because now that's that's taking over that's doing the heavy lifting so she's probably going to have issues with anxiety or with sleep problems or weight gain issues or all the signs of excess adrenal gland activity so it becomes very important for anybody with a thyroid uh, who has a thyroid taken out or has uh has the thyroid poisoned with uh with with uh thyroid uh with medication or with radioactive <laughs> radioactive iodine uh, to be very, very calm and loving to the body because the body's already hyper-stressed because it's running on adrenal energy. So calming the body down becomes very important. Not putting any stressors, including food stressors in the body is very important. You have to be, we all have to be, we all have to be much more loving and kind to our bodies. But without a thyroid, you have to be extra calm and loving to your body. Calming the body down becomes very, very important. Making sure you're getting all of your Mighty 90 essential nutrients. So there's nothing you do specifically for thyroid uh, once it's taken out, but you could be generally kind and loving to the body as we all have to do, but this person has to do with much more consciousness and volition. The Mighty 90 essential nutrients, keeping your blood sugar down, eliminating any digestive stressors, working on digestive health, and psychological and emotional strategies as well. Now, let me just tell you real quick about Graves' disease, which is hyperthyroidism autoimmunity. Again, it's the same cause. All autoimmune diseases come from the digestive system. They come from a leaky gut and toxicity that gets into the bloodstream through a leaky gut. 
That means all the digestive things we talked about, eliminating problem foods, doing a food diary, eating less foods. And I, I know I'm repeating myself over and over again, but that's a good thing. The reason I'm repeating myself over and over again, because there's not a lot of things to do. There's just a few things you have to do. And yeah, I'm repeating myself because these are the things you have to do. So without a thyroid and you're not alone, there's a lot of people that have uh, uh, have no thyroid, have had their thyroid taken out or poisoned or radiated. You're running on adrenal energy. So it means calming the body down becomes very, very important. Okay? All right. So what about those people who have all of these symptoms, yet the tests come back normal? You know, I hear that a lot. You know, they have all the symptoms. They go to the doctor says, oh, your tests are normal. But, you know, and I, whenever somebody tells me that, oh, the doctor said my tests are normal. First of all, what the heck does a normal test mean? You know, we, we just assume these things. We don't even question. So what is, when they test your blood sugar, Rebecca, let's take blood sugar, and they say your, test, your blood sugar is normal. How do they, what does normal mean? What does it mean that your blood sugar is normal? What well, coming mean? from a statistics background, they're taking a whole bunch of numbers, creating what the average is. You've got your high, your low, and your bell curve and where everything is. Exactly. Lands. Do you have a statistic? Do you have a statistic background, really? I do. That's excellent. So when you have statistics, and by the way, what are the three kinds of lies? There's three lies. There's lies, there's damn lies, and there's statistics. Those are the three kinds of lies. Okay? So statistics are what are based on averages they're not based on you they're based on averages and when they tell you your blood tests are normal they mean they're within range and that range is called a reference range so the question then becomes is how do they determine the reference range who does anybody ever ask that oh my tests are normal what does that mean normal compared to what well, it's normal compared to a group of people that they tested. So they take 100 people, 200 people, 300 people, they test them, and they see what normal is, and then they put in the reference range. They compare your test to these two or 300 people. But statistics don't work for individuals. They only work for large numbers. Any individual is going to be unique. And so when they say you're normal, they just mean normal compared to the reference range, not normal for what's good for you which is why testing is stupidity. It's like, this is what I always think of when, somebody's, when somebody has hypothyroid symptoms, their, their nails are, are messed up and their hair is messed up and their skin is messed up and, and they have all the, the signs of hypothyroidism, but the doctor says, oh, but you're fine, you're, you're testing wrong. You go to a restaurant and you eat the ham, you order the hamburger and you take a bite of the hamburger and you go Phew, spit it out, that's a, that hamburger is awful. And you call the waiter over you say, hey, waiter, this hamburger is terrible. And the waiter says, terrible? What are you talking about? Look right here at the menu. It says, best hamburger in the world. Most delicious hamburger. What are you talking about? It's terrible. It says it right here on the menu. The hamburger is delicious. You're crazy. Who cares what the menu says? It's how you feel. It doesn't matter what your test score is. The test score doesn't tell you anything. It's like a menu that you eat the hamburger. How's the hamburger taste? It tastes crappy, it's a lousy hamburger. I don't care what it says on the menu. You got lousy nails and you're tired and your hair is falling out. You got hypothyroidism. I don't care what the blood, what the, te what the test says. The tests are there for convenience and not for your convenience, for their convenience. 
The tests are there so nobody has to think, so nobody has to ask you questions, so nobody has to do forensics and, and put everything together and see how uh, all the parts of the body and all the symptoms are related to each other. They can just look at the test score. The tests don't work. The tests are not there for you. They're there for the insurance company and for the doctor and for the drug companies. They're not there for the patient. You got to go by your symptoms, not the test scores. If you have the symptoms of hypothyroidism, it doesn't matter what the menu says. That's right. Okay. Thank you for that. That's okay. so many people need to hear that. Yes. Because it's statistics, you get your average, you've got your, your medium, and yes. then you've got plus or minus three, yes. six, nine for probabilities. Folks, we're not a probability. Yes, exactly. You're not a number. Numbers. Yeah. Taking those numbers from a sad diet, especially sad American diet, yes. standard American diet that is lousy already, that's affecting the body. And then you're taking averages from that. It's so off center, so wrong. So, mm, yeah, right. I've been wanting to say that. So thank you, Ben, for uh, thank you, thank you for setting the stage and and really bringing home the fact that these tests and this within range. You go by, your, you go by your symptoms. All right, it's getting late That's here, Rebecca. Yes, we are, and Bless I apologize. We've do, we got, have, do we have any more questions? One more question? We do. So, yeah, um, so real quick, let, let's do three really quick ones, okay? Okay. So one is on your coast-to-coast, -coast, you were saying something about eating raw meat. I never said yeah. anything about eating raw meat. Yeah, I didn't think oh, so. Oh, I, I know what I said. Yeah, you animal, uh, raw meat has enzymes in it. Like Wild animals, when they eat meat, they're eating a throbbing piece of antelope and it's got enzymes in it and it's, it's got chemicals in it that help you digest the meat. So uh, we're, when human beings are omnivores, we're supposed to eat meat, but the way we eat meat today is not the way we ate meat on the African savanna hundreds of thousands and millions of years ago. The way we used to eat meat was we ate grass fed meat that didn't have, that weren't eating, you know, chemicals and grains and pesticides and didn't get estrogen and insulin injections. And it was meat that was uh, African savanna meat that was healthy from healthy animals. So that were eating grass and had lots of good omega fats in them. And they were, it, that's the way we're supposed to eat meat. Today's meat is not the same. So while meat does have, has some tremendous nutritional value in it, you just have to be careful with your meat. I never said to eat raw meat, although steak tartare is a thing, you know, and, and it's probably good. And sushi is, except for the parasites and all the things that are in the, in the fish and in the, in the meat, probably, you know, steak tartare is quite delicious. So, but I wasn't saying eat raw meat. I was saying that the way we eat meat today is not the way the body grew up on eating meat. We don't have to, you know, when, when we were eating meat back in the day, it was a very difficult thing. I remember reading a book about about, uh, about the ocean many years ago. And I was reading how they would check, this is what pe native people would have to do hundreds of thousands of years ago when they wanted to get food from the ocean. They would get chopped down a tree, they would carve out the inside of the tree, and then they would coat it with some kind of resin and they go out in the middle of the ocean and they try to get a whale. And they would 
they would try to harpoon a whale from this oak tree that they had carved up and they're in the middle of the ocean and they try to pull the whale in. This is how people would have to get food. You know, today we take for granted food, but it wasn't that long ago that we would have to stalk animals to get food or we'd have to we'd have to surround them and get them to fall off a cliff or something to find to, to in order to eat. And this is how uh, this is how our ancestors uh, obtained their calories was from stalking wild animals. Well, today you don't have to stalk a Big Mac. You know, you just unwrap it. <laughs> that's 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 our stalking is we unwrap the thing, you know? And so today the way we eat meat is not how we ate meat, how we grew up eating meat. It's not how our bodies evolved to eat meat. And that was my point on coast to coast. It wasn't necessarily to eat raw meat. Although, like I say steak tartare is is probably a good way to eat meat because you're getting the enzymes one of the things about about meats is there's enzymes in the meat that pre-digest the meat for you. Enzyme deficiencies are a really big problem, which is why I have been talking about the longevity ultimate enzymes from day one as as maybe the or certainly one of the most important products that we have. Because number one, it's obviously it's digestive enzymes. It helps you digest your foods and enzyme deficiencies are very common and that will lead to, to nutritional deficiencies as well as autoimmune problems or, or a, a, a toxic, a blood toxicity if you're not processing your foods correctly. Uh, but the ultimate enzymes are also multifunctional. They have all kinds of benefits from anti-inflammatory benefits to pain relieving benefits to blood cleaning and blood thinning benefits to digestive health benefits and the ultimate enzymes are not just enzymes. They're also a source of bile and they're a source of lecithin. And they're not just a source of bile and lecithin and enzymes. They're a source of something called betaine, HCL, which is one of nature's most underappreciated nutrients. And this is all in one nutritional supplement that is incredibly valuable for your digestive system. And bonus, it's one of the most inexpensive supplements we have. So for many reasons, I love the ultimate enzymes as a, as a nutritional supplement, but especially because it's so important for the digestive system. And enzyme deficiencies are very common. This is one of the big problems with processed foods. Processed foods, they'll take a food and they may replace some of the nutrients in it after they've taken them out. That's how they make a processed food. Processed grains, they take out all the, the vitamins and the, and the minerals and they put a few back in, but they don't put the enzymes back in. One of the beautiful things about living foods, raw foods, whole foods, is they have enzymes in them that help you digest them. They have the, the elements in the food that assist in their usage by the body. But once you process them or cook them, enzymes are very sensitive to heat. Once you cook your food or process your food, you lose those enzymes. So enzyme deficiencies are very, very common. And, uh, uh, the ultimate enzymes, that's one of the reasons why the ultimate enzymes are so important. And that's what I was talking about when I talked about raw meat, not necessarily that you have to eat your meat raw. Okay. Thank you for that clarity. And let's go to Ada. Ada, can you unmute yourself, please? Thank you. Hi. Hi, Ada. Hi, Hi Mr. Ben. Thank you for taking my call. I have a customer and she has had an ish on the inside of her clitoris um, for over a year. And I had a rash, a rash. No, what, what kind of it does one spot, and that spot is always itching her. And now she's beginning to have odor coming from her vagina, and it's a concern. She yeah. did a, a how you call it, a stomach to check check whether it's bacteria. They said there wasn't in the stomach, so she's asking uh, me for. Yeah, did you have you ever heard of the term lichen planus? 
No. Did you say on the clitoris or something around the clitoris? Yeah, it's like the clitoris, but the inside the clitoris, not the outside, the inside, just one. Yeah, it sounds to me, it yeah. sounds it sounds to me like lichen planus, uh, which what? which is it's a condition called lichen l i c h e n lichen okay. planus. How you spell the planus? P l a n e. Yeah, P l a n uh l a n u s planus lichen okay. planus. Okay. And lichenplanus is an immune system condition. It's very difficult to treat on its own. Mm. And whenever you have a condition like that, you want to look for other things that are going wrong in the body. Nobody just has lichenplanus. There are other things going on. And this is where you got do your triangulation. I think have you have we talked about triangulation, uh, Rebecca? Other than the triangle of disease? No, no, that's different. Okay, so do you guys remember? Do you remember Bob Ross, the painter? Yes. So Bob Ross was a painter for those guys, for people who don't know. Um, and uh, he used to show you how easy it was to paint. And so he would, he would uh, have a big canvas and he put a little dot in the center of the canvas. And you look at the dot in the center of the canvas, okay, it's a dot in the center of the canvas, it's nothing, right? And then he put another dot and say, oh, there's two dots there, nothing. And then he put a third dot and you go, oh my gosh, it's a river. And then he put another dot, he said, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a tree. And they put another dot. He said, oh my gosh, it's a bird. And by putting little dots, a picture would start to emerge from the canvas, right? And this is how you want to look at the body. You get symptoms. If you have one symptom, that's just a dot in the center of the canvas. That doesn't tell you anything. But if you get two symptoms and three symptoms and four symptoms, a picture can start to emerge out of the canvas. And you can start to see what's happening in the body. Lichen planets doesn't tell us anything. However, if she can, if you have your patient set, if you ask, uh, interview your patient or ask your patient questions, you say, how's your digestion? How is your uh, uh, weight? Are you gaining weight? What's your blood pressure? Like you start to ask her questions about different things. A picture will start to emerge. And that's what you want to start. And, and that's what you're looking for when you have a condition like lichen planus. Okay, ben, lichen, lichen can planus I just is, say that? I'm sorry yes. to interrupt. She's taking yeah, yeah. the enzymes and she's taking the floral ethics. Why she has indigestive problems with uh, lactose tolerance and oh really? So I'm, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm shocked. I am so surprised. I'm not. I'm kidding you. Of course she does. <laughs> of course she does. I'm telling you, it's the three points on the triangle of disease. Lichen planus is an immune system condition. It's an that's how you want to look at it. Like, and I don't know if it's lichen planus. I'm assuming it is. But rest assured, if she has, she's on the digestive support supplements and she has a, a history of indigestion, that's ch chances are that's what's causing it. So work on digestive health, work on blood sugar health, work on adrenal health. You can't just work on lichen planus by itself. And I, I'm assuming it's lichen planus because that's what it sounds like, or maybe lichen sclerosis, which is similar, uh, both of which are immune conditions. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm assuming that's what it is. Digestion, blood sugar, and the digestive and the adrenal fibroid complex. What and do you suggest she add to it? Sorry, what else can she add to the, what else can she start? All the digestive support, ultimate microbiome, I-26. Don't ever underestimate the power of I-26. It's almost like a right. miracle for people who have immune problems associated with the digestive system. I-26. Okay. Um, 
ultimate microbiome. She's on the ultimate enzymes. I would throw in the, the, uh, the healthy blood sugar pack, the sweeties, maybe also the de-stress, which we didn't okay. talk about, but that's also very good for the adrenal glands. Okay. Fucoid Z is good for everything. Not, not the Z radical, but the fucoid Z. Uh, hey, we just ran out of it. I saw a promotion. I said it, would run, it was out of stuff. Are we getting more? I'm sure if you, if you're a longevity distributor and you're looking at the inventory, go to your website and there is a back order list that just give you an ETA on when things are going to be back in stock, which, you know, seldom happens, but it does happen no matter what size your company is. Um, ben, a couple more questions real quick. So Dave out on YouTube wants to know, how does one get off of the hormone medication safely? Uh, what do you mean get off? Like how you wean yourself off of it? Yeah. Safely. Uh, well, you always, whenever you're weaning, first of all, it's your right to get off of your medication. You don't need to ask anybody's permission to get off your medication. Sometimes your doctor will say, I don't want to treat you if you get off your medication. Find another doctor. It's your right to do it. But you always want to do it with your physician. Hormones are a little tricky because when you're taking exogenous hormones, your body starts stops making its own hormones. The body reads the hormone levels, and if it sees the hormone levels are high, it doesn't know they're high because you're taking them. It just knows they're high, so it will slow down production. Now, if you're already elderly or older and you're not making hormones anyway, that doesn't really matter as much. So depending on the hormone you're taking, you want to wean yourself off gradually. And you always want to do it with your physician. And I, I know I mentioned this before, but I'm just going to say this again. The ultimate EFAs are a nutritional strategy for supporting the production of steroid hormones. Okay? The, the ultimate EFAs, one of the major benefits, there's a lot of benefits to the ultimate EFAs, but one of the major benefits is they act like estrogen. They support the production of the steroid hormones. Also, by the way, the ultimate EFAs are like a natural statin drug. The statin drugs are involved in the production of steroid hormones. They suppress the production of steroid hormones because the statin drugs shut down cholesterol. And cholesterol is the is a steroid hormone. It's the parent of the steroid hormones. So there's a very important connection between the statin drugs and the steroid hormones. When you take statin drugs, it's going to have an effect on your steroid hormones. The ultimate EFAs are like a natural statin drug that doesn't negatively affect your steroid hormones. So the ultimate EFAs will support steroid hormones. So you should, anybody who has an estrogen issue or progesterone issue or testosterone issue or cortisol issue, I mean, everybody needs the ultimate EFAs. They're one of our most important products. If not, you know, Beyond Tagging Tangerine is probably the most important, in my opinion, the most important longevity product, but the ultimate EFAs are right up there. Uh, and one of the major reasons they're important is they, they support steroid hormone health. So when you're weaning yourself off, make absolutely sure you're taking your ultimate EFAs and ultimate EFA plus. All right. So there you go, Dave. There's an answer for you. And folks, the Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the EFA plus and osteo effects, that, that is the foundation of the 90 essential nutrients that Dr. Wallach came up with that the body needs not just to survive, but actually thrive. Okay. And you can get that from your independent longevity distributor. If you don't have one, feel free to go to dailywithdoc.com 
and you'll find it there in our store. One more question. Ben, have you ever heard of Sandifier syndrome? So Shanti's got a Sandifier syndrome. So there's a newborn baby that's been given this diagnosis. It says that it's a type of movement disorder that constitutes- Sandifer, Sandifer. It's called Sandifer syndrome. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. So and share with and us it's a linked, little bit. It's linked to the digestive system, no surprise. Do you know about that? It, it's spasms of the back and the neck. Okay. Is that what she's talking about? Well, it, it does say something about spasms. Head, yes, neck, it's, back, arching. It's muscles, muscle spasms that are associated with GERD, gastroesophageal reflux disease in kids. Yes. Do you know kids get gastroesophageal reflux disease? And do you know well, that one, know. Of more, one of the more common drugs that we would dispense to, to uh, moms is, or a newborn, uh, moms that just had babies, or, or actually dispense to the newborns, was antacids zantac we would have to compound it for babies zantac for babies because babies get heartburn why do babies get heartburn well first of all babies aren't eating much right so if they have heartburn chances are something's coming in through breast milk or through the formula that they're not tolerating or it could be dysbiosis remember when a baby's born it comes out of the birth canal it's supposed to get coated with bacteria that bacteria that coats the baby go into the baby's mouth, go into the baby's nose, and go down into the baby's digestive tract and implant. And then breast milk is supposed to support the health of those bacteria that have implanted. And through the combination of breast milk and this coating of bacteria, the baby get a healthy intestine. But that doesn't happen for many babies. First of all, many babies are born cesarean section. So immediately they're gonna be compromised. Then babies aren't breastfed, well, not breastfed at all, or not breastfed long enough. Or if they're breastfed, uh, long enough for the breastfed, they're breastfed from moms that aren't healthy themselves, that have immune <laughs> factors and antibodies, uh, uh, antigens in their milk themselves. So the baby is, is, is eating, if, if the baby's lucky and getting breast milk, sometimes the baby's just getting formula. Formula is hideous. Formula is god awful for a baby. There's no way that it can even come close to replacing breast milk, even if it was done right. But it's not done right. It had the fat that they use for, you know, breast milk is filled with fat. So the fat that they use to imitate breast milk is rancid oil, is oxidized sunflower oil or safflower oil. And this is what the baby's getting. So if a baby has movement disorders, Sandifer syndrome, it's usually associated with heartburn, with GERD, gastroesophageal reflux, reflux disease, work on the digestive system. Again, it comes right back down to, to uh, digestive health, to the triangle of disease. For the digestive health for the baby, it's a little tricky because breast milk is what God wanted the baby to eat. You know, breast milk is incredibly perfect. It's perfect for the baby, for growing the digestive system, the immune system, the skin, the, the brain, the neurology, everything depends on breast milk. So I'm assuming this baby, I'm going to assume this baby's getting breast milk. The mom has to be very careful about what she's eating. So you got to work on her health. If the baby's not getting breast milk, it's going to be a lot tougher um, you know, you have to work with baby probiotics and work work on digestive health. Hopefully, the baby is is this person on on the call? Yes, is, on the call. So, Shante, if you want to unmute yourself. Yeah, I, I'm not the person, but I'm the person that's asking the question because I know the person that's had the okay. baby and they got this diagnosis. Yes, sir. Okay, was the baby born cesarean? It ended up being cesarean. Oh, wait a minute! Well, no, 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 no! I'm wrong. They did not. Nope. Okay. She persevered and the baby was born natural. Okay. Was the mom healthy? No. 
Okay. Well, there you go. That's the problem. Is, 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 yeah. the, are they, is the mom breastfeeding? Yes. Okay. So watch for the mom. Tell the mom she has to be very careful about what's getting in her breast milk. If the yeah. mom has, you got to treat the mom. The mom has to be treated for food allergies. The mom has to be has to be treated for a digestive toxicity. The mom has to be treated for anything that's getting into her blood because anything gets into her blood through intestine is going to get into the breast milk. And then the baby's going to be ingesting that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But this is a mother who only has one kidney and uh, still drinks Coke. There you go. Well, get her on the Beyond Tang Tangerine. See if you can get her on the house. Just let her know. That this is related to digestive health. The baby has GERD, uh, has has reflux disease, probably, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the baby has reflux disease, right? Yes. She's okay. All right, but there you go. I mean, you know, everything we just said. If the mom doesn't want to help, I mean, I don't know what else we could do, but that's 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 what the cause of it is. That's the, the so cause. The diagnosis is, is correct. I mean, what they labeled it is. I correct. don't know. And I don't know. If it's, I mean. I know I you don't know, don't know it's correct, but Does based the baby, on the symptoms, that would be yeah, accurate. Based, correct. Does the baby have reflux? Yes. Does the baby have movement disorders? Yes. Then the, I mean, it looks, they they made it sound like it was seizures, but due to, yeah, everything that yeah. the the quip that I, that the uh, website showed is exactly what the baby's experiencing. So, but I just wanted to know if sometimes I feel like a diagnosis is not accurate, that it's that it's not even legitimate. That's, I guess well, that's what I'm saying. So I was just asking, is this a legitimate diagnosis, but what you're saying fits, it, it is, yeah. and it fits the situation to a T yes. and it makes me very sad. Um, and I just wish that we could knock some people in the head Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when they wake up, they were different, but, uh, anyway, We'll see, and we'll just pray, and and that an avenue, an opportunity would open up, and there would be a reception to it. That's all we can hope for. Get her on the Healthy Star Pack. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to do that, get her on the Beyond Tangy Tangerine by itself. What about the fact that she only has one kidney? Are there any considerations? One kidney is not well. The problem with one kidney, you can get by with one kidney. God gave us two because the kidney is so important. So you got an extra kidney. So that's not the problem. The problem is, is why did she have the kidney removed? That's where the problem is. So if she had the kidney removed because she had some kind of autoimmune issue or she had some kind of immune problem or she had polyps or cysts or some kind of kidney disease, that's the issue. She can buy with one kidney. That's not the issue. But the issue is what caused the removal of that extra kidney. You follow? I do. Yeah. Supposedly she had kidney disease. Okay. Um, So that's the problem. If she had kidney disease or cancer or something like that, that's the problem. It's not the one kidney that's the problem. It's whatever caused the the extra kidney to be taken out. That's the problem. And she needs to correct that. Chances are she has an immune issue. It sounds like she has an immune issue following a gut problem, a a digestive problem. So ask this lady, and I'm going to give you my psychic reading. She has a digestive problem. (laughs) I mean, I can tell you, I I can tell you right now, she has a digestive problem. So, you know, it sounds, it sounds like I'm being, you know, a sorcerer and being psychic, but it's just how it works. It's just how everything works, right? And and that's why, you know, the the one, the, the and then we have to go because it's getting real later. People, I'm getting all these calls here. So, so uh, the, 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 the most important disease that smart people suffer from, and we're all smart people in this call. You wouldn't be on this call if you weren't a smart person. So the, the number one problem that smart people suffer from is what, Rebecca? Overthink-itis. 
<laughs> Overthinkitis. It affects smart people. Dumb people don't have that problem. Smart people are suffering from overthinkitis. Don't overthink, Shante. Work on the intestine or have your talking to yeah. your friend, whoever that is. Work on the intestine. Okay. Will do. Thank you so much for the help. Thank Appreciate you. It. God bless right. everyone. All, All right. Then right. what an amazing show. We covered so much. And for those looking for that episode where we talked about FOD mapping, you want to look for July 15th, 2023. So like I said, it's a few months ago, but that is July 15th, 2023. So Ben, next time, so we're not going to have pharmacist Ben next Friday, but we are still going to have Daily with Doc next Friday. But the week after that, then it is going to be questions. So everybody yeah, we'll so fantastic awesome okay thank, thank you, you everybody have a wonderful weekend and if i could get my co-hosts on with me i just want to do a special shout out because they were doing working some overtime today with all of this got marilyn and phyllis putting information into the chat uh phyllis and aj out watching all of the different um platforms and bringing questions in bringing them to my attention as well and i didn't even get through all of the chat and the questions here in the zoom room but folks if you would like to join us live in one of our zooms you are more than welcome to do so daily with doczoom.com we are here for sure wednesday thursday friday unless something happens um at 12 p.m pacific time so that is daily with doc zoom dot com 12 p.m pacific time go to our website dailywithdoc.com sign up for our email list we will send you reminders we'll send you the link even for those of you who want to walk just listen in from the telephone that's an opportunity as well we are here because we have a passion to help others find information that is uplifting beneficial building the body not not chemically altering the body not poisoning the body but building the body up so the body can do exactly what it was ornately divinely designed to do and that is to create cells and when the cells don't have the nutrition and the raw ingredients they need to be healthy, they're just not going to be plain and simple. You don't have to have a statistics background to understand that one, folks. Just want to say thank you again to pharmacist Ben. And I know Dr. Wallach was on here listening to us as well. I love that he plugs in and stays on top and listening to what's going on throughout the company and throughout our community folks you also can get more information about the four areas of health how they are affected good and bad on nutritional deficiencies and then also the solution if you'd like more information about our certified holistic health coach course go to coach with doc that's doc coachwithdoc.com get more information about our certified holistic health coach course sign up we have just recently for 2024 reduced the cost so it's half price right now because we want to make sure that people are able to get this information where it's more affordable and if you need to make payments 
we got three month plan and six month plans available for you. Again, that's coachwithdoc.com. If you would like to speak with a certified holistic health coach and you have never spoken to anybody before, nor are you on any of the Longevity products, I have a call team at 855-949-3377. And just a reminder, because some entity out there tells me I have to do it, the statements provided in this program are for educational purposes only. Ben, close your ears. The content is not meant to take the place of your primary care physician, nor are the products meant to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. But folks, when you've got dis-ease going on in the body and there's symptoms, there's underlying issues that a chemical cannot correct. Take it into your own hands. Be an authority of your own health. Be an empowered individual and reach out for those who really do care and wanting to help your body be able to do what it was designed to do. So until next time, have a wonderful weekend. Oh, one more thing as I look at AJ. If you're watching us on any platform or you love to go to YouTube or Facebook or Spotify or even our TV channels now, Roku and oh, Apple TV and Fire TV, folks, we're giving a giveaway to thank you for sharing this program with others. So go to dwdgiveaway.com and sign up for our special giveaway that I will be then as people are uh, acquiring points, those with the most, most points for sharing will receive a thank you gift from me. So until next time, my name is Becca Dukes, and I am honored to be able to bring information to you to help empower you as an empowered individual to make choices to help yourself, your family, your community, and together we will help the world. Bye for now.